What up? We are back again today with you. Excited to be rocking with you. It's been a few weeks. I hope everyone's had an amazing holiday season, a wonderful bull season, and we wish you guys the happiest of holidays and a brand spanking new year from the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. This is your host, Tyler Fessler. Again, happy to be rocking with you guys. So many things have happened this bull season. I want to break it down for all of the games um, that we've seen. Bull season, like always, is absolutely bananas. I just saw Tulane. Yes, that's right, Tulane. They are a university. Uh, they do play FBS Division One football, and they just beat USC. So it has been an insane uh, year, uh, been an insane bull season, and we're just going to keep on rolling forward with it. We're going to be breaking down those games that we saw and, uh, you know, updating you guys uh, because I have some really fun ideas going forward. And uh, happy to be uh, kind of sharing my ideas going forward into the offseason as we watch potential coaching moves and, and uh, watch as, as these teams prepare for the 2023 season. So first up, we did have the guaranteed rate bowl. We had it played between the Wisconsin Badgers and the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys, almost said Sooners, Cowboys, sorry, sorry Cowboy fans. Hey, Wisconsin did exactly what I told you they were going to do. They were going to win, even though I thought that Oklahoma State was a better team. Wisconsin plays really, really good in bowl games, and they did exactly that. It was by one score, we, we had it closer. Wisconsin played phenomenal, and, and one thing, Wisconsin fans, please pay attention to this, because this is absolutely critical. Seeing Luke Fickle on the sideline, that is an amazing indicator your program is in good hands. I understand he could have went, he could have been with Cincinnati, could have coached there, he could have sat out, he could have been in the stands. He, could have, he was on the sideline listening to the plays, getting to know the players. He understands something that not a lot of coaches are getting right now. College football is all about optics. You're trying to keep these players here. You're trying to get recruits to come in. You're trying to get transfers to come in. That was honestly one of the best optics I have seen in college football this year. Standing by, he's all in at Nebraska or at Wisconsin. Sorry, Nebraska. Other other whole other story. Wisconsin. That is very, very good. Listen to that. Watch that. See what he does because that was very, very impressive that he took the time to do that, that he was on the sideline learning the players, learning the place as he goes to install his staff and his offense and defense. Very, very important. They got the win. Not much really other than that. Uh, obviously, I think by most Wisconsin uh, fan standards, it was a little bit of a disappointment. This team... Is primed and ready to make a run at it. I think there's some upheaval on that side of the conference. I think that them and Illinois are kind of our front runners going forward. I understand that they've given us that Wisconsin's given us no indication that they that they're going to. I I really think Fickle uh, is going going to do it. Watch out for the Badgers last year. I've been right on the I was right on the Illini at the beginning of the year. I was dead right, and they said fade the Hawkeyes, fade it, fade it, fade it. And I just think with Purdue, I think they're going to take a step down. I think Iowa's going to be the same old Iowa. I don't think Minnesota's going to be as talented as what they were this year. I think that the Illini and the Badgers, those are your kind of front runners going into next season. Watch out. What a wonderful game. I loved it. Loved every minute of that game. 
The next game up, we did have the Pinstripe Bowl, Minnesota against Syracuse. Again, Minnesota is another one of those teams. They win when they get when they get to the when they get to the the playoffs or the the bowl game. They win. And, and really, that was another really easy prediction to make. I thought Minnesota played phenomenal. Uh, I didn't think Syracuse was particularly great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I thought that, you know, the ACC is vastly overrated, but we continue to somehow as a society get sucked in by, by the flashiness of Clemson just to get boat raced by uh, Tennessee. But regardless, neither here nor there. That's kind of a shot at the ACC. But um, really, Minnesota played great. P.J. Fleck, again, you look at it, um, seven and six, eleven and two, three and four, nine and four. Another nine-win season uh, here. Uh, very, very promising. Uh, this program, I mean, traditionally not the greatest in the Big Ten. He has at least had consistency here. I think he's going to continue to bring consistency. Obviously, with Tanner Morgan going out, uh, the quarterback is something we're going to definitely watch. I would watch maybe Transfer Portal, see what's happening on that end. Um, I don't know if that if the, the backup is going to be the starter. Something to watch. Uh, they do have quite a few uh, returners on on defense, I think our defense next year is going to be stout. I have them uh, as kind of the the the, cl- the second class in on that side of the conference. I think that them and Iowa are going to be very similar. Uh, those those two are kind of uh, sitting right there. But I think looking into next year, all things good. Getting nine wins is very impressive. That's what you want to do. Outside of that goofy twenty twenty season, eleven and two, nine and four, nine and four. This is why you bring in PJ Fleck. He's he's calmed the waters. Twenty eight twenty. That was a phenomenal game. Congratulations to Golden Gophers, and I'm excited to see what the, the 2023 season has in store. Next game up, I was dead wrong. Now, in my defense, and, and I think in everyone's defense when they saw this, uh, you see uh, when when you don't have your, your quarterback, you don't have Will Levis playing uh, for Kentucky, that definitely factored into it. Uh, I did say, I mean, I prefaced everything with, you know, we've, we've got to watch, you've got to watch who's sitting out, so on and so forth. Uh, immediately when he did that, I switched my bet to, to Iowa. I knew Iowa, once when Will Levis was out, they were going to kind of dominate game kind of a boring game 21-0 it was exactly the way Iowa wants to wants to play I mean they moved to eight and five kind of a down season for the Hawkeyes after going 10 and four last the year before six and two ten and three nine and four I mean they haven't been um at eight and five since uh, the 2016 season, or sorry, 2017 season, they followed up with a nine-win season the next year. This team is still good. They're going to be consistent. Obviously, Cade McNamara transferring there is going to be a big tell of what's going to happen. Uh, definitely, when you're going to get the, the the teams that you're going to get, they got Illinois early in the year. Uh, I think it's all going to come down to where it's being played uh, and and when it's being played. Uh, really excited for the the Hawkeyes next year. Again, I still think that uh, Wisconsin and and uh, Illinois are kind of the two that I would say were our favorites for 2023. But Iowa played really really good. Uh, Kirk Ferentz again consistency. This is what Iowa does. Uh, it will be interesting to see what they do in the off season. Uh, I think they're going to have a, another great defense next year. Very very Iowa esque. Tight ends, they're gonna they're gonna uh, you know uh, ground and pound. That's what they do. They know what they do, and I like it. You know, power to you for for having the the wherewithal to know who you are. Uh, 
you know, as a as a team. I mean, that just that's just really impressive. All right, so let's get into the big games. Not to downplay any of the ones that have came before. Uh, a lot of people messaged me again. I had a outflowing, overflowing. A lot of Ohio State <laughs> fans uh, after the first game telling me that I was just dead wrong is what they said. You were just dead wrong on Michigan, and this is something that I want to open up for both the, uh, the for Ohio State. And for Michigan, I'm going to kind of preface it with these two. We'll kind of go over the last three uh, briefly, but these these were we had two teams in the national championship. So, um, actually, let's wait. Let's let's go through these other three teams. We'll wait for this. We're going to tease this right now, um, and then we're going to kind of jump into my thoughts on the national championship and and going forward. So, uh, we'll jump to the Illinois uh, Mississippi State game. Uh, as I said, uh, you know, I thought that they were going to be playing their hearts out for Mike Leach. Obviously, heartfelt condolences go out to his family. Uh, Illinois tried to, to spoil it. Mississippi State played out of their minds, uh, played very good uh, run defense, held Illinois to just 10 points, which is impressive. I mean, Illinois is, is a pretty... Not not like a lot of people understand this. They're a pretty high-flying offense. They've been consistently, uh, you know, scoring quite a few points uh, every single game. I mean, 38, 20, 24, 31, 34, 26, 26, 24, uh, 41. That's a lot. To hold them to 10 points, uh, that was the second the 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 second lowest uh, since the Iowa nine to six game so uh, way to slow down the offense I give kudos to to Mississippi State uh, and I think like I said Illinois they're only going up from here I think there's a there's a buzz around this program. Uh, Tommy DeVito was only a junior. If he comes back, senior leader. Uh, I believe that Chase Brown is moving on to the NFL. Uh, what is Josh McRae going to do? What is that rushing attack going to do? Are they going to be able to get those transfers? You know, I look at like some someone like Michigan getting the the one center. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but getting him from Virginia. That's a big steal. When you see Illinois, uh, you know, turn the season around like they did. I understand they went eight and five, but not having gone to a bowl since. 2019 and prior to that 2014 definitely something to watch as as we kind of see this program unfurl i want to see where the again what are the matchups what are the weeks when are we getting them uh you know how how does this team look coming out of spring ball we're gonna be breaking all of that down for you again i think that this team has a very legitimate chance to win the big 10 west they will get wisconsin at home uh when do they play them when is wisconsin what what are they going to be coming off when they play that team uh what is it going to be looking like like i said We'll be breaking that down. Watch out for the Fighting Illini next year. I mean, I was dead on this year. I said I wouldn't be surprised if this team was a spoiler. Hey, they did what they did, and uh, very impressive. Uh, next, next, uh, next game up, we have the Purdue Boilermakers taking on LSU. Really difficult. Uh, a really difficult game. Obviously, we've got Jeff Brom. I believe he's going to Louisville, uh, if I remember correctly, is is where he's headed because the Louisville coach is going to Cincinnati, Coach Scott Satterfield, and uh, they're bringing in someone new for Purdue. And uh, I don't know if they've announced it yet. I need to look that up or, or what their plans are. But uh, LSU, I think, was pissed off. I think LSU felt like they deserved to be, you know, in the in the national championship conversation. Uh Obviously, just played out of their mind, sixty-three to seven. I think Purdue they they kind of laid it out on the line in the in the championship game, uh, lost to Michigan, and they just look outmatched. Uh, LSU just looked faster, more physical on both ends of the ball. Uh, I, I I do. I feel bad saying this because I don't want to prognosticate negative. I'm, I'm a big believer in karma. You send out what you put out, uh, but I just don't see Purdue really, uh, you know 
after Brom leaving and every and all, you know, Aiden O'Connell, his senior year, what is his plans? I don't know if he has a COVID red shirt, so on and so forth. Uh, be interesting to see. This is this is a program that I don't think is going to rise to quite uh, what they did this year. Obviously, winning the Big Ten West, but are they in the the Nebraska Northwestern air like area? Are they going to be able to get to six and six to get a bowl game? This is definitely a team that's a big question mark for me going into the 2023 season. I think a lot of teams that kind of have a good feel for what's going to happen in that season produce a big question mark. It's, it's one that I can't really get a pulse on. Definitely something to watch. Uh, I wish the Boilermakers all the best. And, of course, Jeff Brom, you know, leaving, going to, to, to Louisville. And, uh, you know, good luck to, to him and, and his future endeavors. Uh, the final game, and I, again, one that I was wrong on, uh, and, and it's hard to say because Cam Rising did go out for the University of Utah. Uh, it was a really good game, but Penn State dominated. Uh, they were more physical at the offensive and defensive line. Uh, they played very well, and I want to give kudos to Penn State. I did not think that in, in, a, in a, you know, hand-to-hand combat, I thought, you, know, you see what happened to, to Ohio State. You saw what happened to them when they played Michigan. I thought that Utah was going to do that same thing after watching Utah play USC. They did not. They, you know, they bring the Rose Bowl home. James Franklin, another phenomenal season, getting 11 wins. They haven't been 11 wins since 2019. So rising to the, the, the program to that height, very interesting to see what happens going forward. Uh, you know, Parker Washington obviously was out. Uh, Sean Clifford, what what is his future lie? Obviously, you know, more so the the quarterback position. You know, you wish him the best if he decides to go on to the NFL. But uh, very interesting to see what happens as as far as the next steps that this team takes. Uh, very young on defense this this year. They're going to mature. They're going to have one more year. Again, what do the transfers look like? I don't think Penn State, I think this is a team that reloads. They don't have too much of a down year. And when they're down, they bounce back quick, like last year. 7-6 and six last year, they bounce back big this year. This is a team that's high of highs right now. Uh, definitely watch out for them in, in, in 2023. Uh, again, I'm really interested to see you know, back up, who takes over the starting position, where are they moving, who's transferring in, who's transferring out. It's going to have a big, but for the most part, if you play with this team next year, very uh, senior-laden defense next year, very, you know, senior leaders, definitely a, a defense to that, that'll be one of the best in the Big Ten. All right, now let's get to the main event, and, and I know that I kind of teased it a little bit early, but I want, I want to switch it to the very end. I, I had it earlier, just following the, the thing, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll mix it up a little bit for you guys. So so for the National Championship Games, obviously the semifinals, phenomenal. Uh, everyone's talking about how great they are. This is what everyone's wanted the semifinals to be for, for years. The 1v4 matchup usually is a snooze fest with the number one team just absolutely, you know, boat racing the number four team, and the two and three team is usually close. Man, let me tell you, that was that we saw some good football, uh, and and really, what came to mind on both sides was why do we wait so long to play the national championship? I mean, really, the last time Michigan, Ohio State played was November twenty sixth, and then their 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 first game back is Saturday, December thirty first. So a month and a few days, and you could tell. That and I understand, you know, you got to have bowl season, whatever. But we can make our own rules, right? I know they want it at the end, but it's like we can kind of make our own rules. You could tell on both the Michigan and the Ohio State game that both teams they looked a little rusty 
coming out of the gate. There was rust. There was, at, at times, uh, not a lot of timing between the quarterback and receivers. And the defense was somehow missing a missing a ton of tackles. On both, I mean, even TCU and Georgia. I mean, it didn't look great. Georgia was supposed to be the number one team in the nation, and it took it to the absolute wire with Ohio State, right? They had to have a missed field goal for it to go down. So I, I don't know why we wait so long. As the continuing evolution of college football, I would say we need to get these kids out there. And I understand Ohio State. You know, you, you, Michigan played in the, in the conference championship. They had it the week after, what, beginning of December. So maybe they didn't have as much time. But still, a long time, uh, three, four weeks off, you, you, you're going to get out of sync. You're going to get out of juice. Uh, I think if you play this game, Michigan-TCU, after the championship game, a week or two after, I think Michigan takes care of them. Regardless, uh, it was Michigan's you know turnovers. I don't care what you say. When you have two pick sixes and a fumble on the goal line, you don't deserve to win. Kudos to TCU. They play on the edge. I'm, I'm not going to take that away from TCU. They play on the edge, and and but I think going into it, Michigan knew that, and they just knew that they didn't make, need to make mistakes. TCU ended up capitalizing on Michigan's mistakes, and and quite frankly, they just didn't look like the Michigan team that we had seen all year. What makes me sad is that now they're going to be like, well, there's a precedent. If Michigan's undefeated, maybe they're not going to be as good. No, I don't think so. I think you need to look at this as a one-off situation. I think Michigan's still a wonderful program. Uh, I still think that they have everything going forward uh, for them. I still think that they are the leaders. I mean, they're back-to-back Big Ten champions. Uh, They are the leaders in the clubhouse right now. They are the cream of the crop of the Big Ten, not only the East, but the entire conference. Definitely something to watch into 2023. Now, I know Jim Harbaugh, uh, I actually had prognosticated, and again, I don't like to talk negative on this podcast, but I said I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts gave him a call. Uh, not only, you know, did he did he play in, in Indianapolis, uh, you know, as, as a player, but more so just Midwest. He's a Midwest guy. He understands... He understands, right? He understands the the culture. He understands the organization. I would not be surprised if he left. Now, I have no insight on this. This is just my, you know, complete and honest opinion. I would not be surprised if he goes to the Colts. Now, a lot of people are like, well, if he gets offered, he's gone. Well, that's great. But Michigan, uh, you know, there might be a little bit of blood in the water if, you know, they don't get the right hire. We saw it took from... Uh, a really long time. We're not going to go back and relive those years, right, Michigan fans? It took a long time to find Jim Harbaugh, to get into Michigan, to reestablish the identity of Michigan, and that new head coach has to be that level. You can't bring in a Brady Hoke. You can't bring in a... Uh, 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 Rich Rodriguez, that kind of thing. You've got to bring in the right guy. I don't know if promoting uh, the... You know, a coordinator to a head coach is the right move here. I know I saw some people talking about Josh Gaddis, bringing him uh, out of Miami, I believe, is where he's at right now. Uh, I would be very, very careful, very cautionary. Uh, Michigan understands that. It's been you know, eight years, eight years of, of Jim Harbaugh, and they're finally at the pinnacle. They have a lot of people coming back. J.J. McCarthy's only going to get better. Cautionary. Now, on the flip side, now let's talk about their rival, Ohio State, the late game. Absolutely gut-wrenching. As a kicker, I mean, we'll we'll discuss that and then we'll discuss the game. I mean, you either get all the glory or you get all the the absolute hate. And there can't be more worse of a feeling 
than missing a, a go-ahead field goal in the you know in the national championship, obviously the semifinals, but national championship on that stage when your team had been balling out and you needed to do that for them. You know, they say football is a three phases game, offense, defense, special teams, and and quite frankly, Georgia just had the edge a little bit better in special teams, even though their kicker had missed, right? They had missed. They they did it better. They whatever Georgia did or Ohio allowed the Ohio State kicker to get in his head, it was sad. But I really think the turning point in this game, and not a lot of people talked about it. I mean, maybe a little bit, and I haven't seen much chatter on it, was when Marvin Harrison Jr. is out. He doesn't go out. I don't know if Georgia makes that comeback. Georgia's defense was reeling uh, on the corners. They, it's, it's just interesting uh, to see as as we kind of progress forward what is what's going to happen. Uh, I believe that Ohio State has a lot of soul searching to do. Uh, giving up a lead like that, you can't have that happen. I'm not calling for Ryan Day to get fired again. I don't like that. I, I mean, just don't. It's just, it just feels icky to talk about another man's job. But you've got to have. You've got to figure out the defensive side. I, this is, we're five years into this experiment, and I don't think at one time have we ever felt like this defense is anywhere up to snuff at the national level. Uh, it just. It just hasn't felt as such. Now, can he improve? 100%. Uh, CJ Stroud, uh, what does his future hold? A lot of questions around that. Uh, what is, again, Marvin Harrison uh, Jr., right? He's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, definitely, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if any of them are going to transfer, but again, transfer portal, watching that. What is Ohio State bringing in? What is going out? Uh, they definitely need to be more physical. Michigan was more physical. Georgia, by the end, was more physical than them. And you can't be a finesse team when you're going up against the big dogs. I mean, sometimes it just comes down to that. But shout-out to C.J. Stroud. Played phenomenal. Put his team on his back. That last drive, that was that was stuff that NFL execs want to see. That is that is big boy football. He did what he needed to do. It just came down to a missed field goal. And if you play that game 10 times out of 10, you're going to get 10 different circumstances i don't know if you if it, if it comes down to a field goal um like that 10, 10 times that could be the one time out of 100 that it does uh very interesting very interesting to to see what we're going to do going forward uh and what we're able to what we're able to to see as far as the big 10 goes so that's been our bowl wrap up sad that we're not doing a national championship obviously we wanted one we were 50 percent, and both of our teams got knocked out sad day so let's kind of talk about what has transpired here at the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Obviously, we're here with Moves Media. Happy to be with you guys. It, this has been an absolute dream of mine. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I did used to work just solely on the Boise State podcast, uh, the Orange and Blue podcast with Moves Media. And it was at times difficult just to talk about one team. Uh, you don't get to follow trends as much. It's a lot of the same you know, repetition of, oh, this, need, this needs to do good. This was so much fun 
this year covering a conference. Uh, like I said, typically I, I've just done singular teams, uh, and the and and you guys, the fans have 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 absolutely exploded. We have wonderful download numbers. Uh, you know, subscribers. We, we're very very encouraged by this podcast as it continues to grow. So I have a lot of ideas going forward. Obviously, I'm going to be reaching out. I want to bring on players, uh, coaches, uh, fans. I want to do uh, an interview series for sure, for sure, for sure. And that's a big must that we've got to do. Once when spring ball gets gets going, uh, we'll be reaching out. We'll be talking about it. What do we see going forward? We're going to continue to monitor the transfer portal as people go in and out. Uh, and we'll, we'll kind of keep you updated there. Another another podcast, uh, not not that I want to start, but a series within within the the orange or within the uh, Big Ten football focused podcast is I want to call it the transfer portal, and I want to follow. Um, I want to to bring on some some people uh, through our network, the Woos Media Network, that are familiar with the transfer portal, get their thoughts on it. Uh, I have a couple of high school coaches that I've reached out to uh, in a couple of the states just to get their feel. What are they seeing? What do they feel about it? Do they think it's good? What is NIL bringing to the table? Uh, we want to kind of do talk a little bit about that, deep dive on that, transfer portal slash NIL, uh, and then hopefully bring on, again, some players, some coaches, some active players, active coaches to talk about these things. Uh, again, mainly to to kind of discuss these things, to, to give you guys insight, because I think you know when you watch uh, major sports networks you 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 hear a lot of um, vagueness as oh this is the transfer portal but what's going on behind the scenes who's giving money to who or what what's exchanging what are we dealing with what are what, are the are the universities reaching out to the player are they reaching out to an agent do they have an agent uh, are they reaching out to high school football coaches what does that look like is it, how are the the high school football coaches uh, helping these kids understand and navigate the what they're at i mean i can't imagine being given you know one two million dollars when i was 18 years old i could only imagine what i would have done with that money so definitely something that i want to expand expand upon and do kind of a mini series uh throughout the off season hopefully to get us content and uh, to generate that for you guys the fans because you guys want this content we've seen it we know what it's what, what it's all about and i absolutely loved doing it this season so thank you guys continue to reach out to us on twitter uh we do have a fan mailbag we might just do a podcast solely based on mailbag speculation going forward uh like i said a lot with speculations like you know uh going out and, and running around your car with in the mud it can be a lot of fun but you don't go anywhere but sometimes the fun is what what's necessary and uh you know speculating uh prognosticating predicting everything that's going to happen in the 2023 season uh maybe do a little preview you know spring preview and stuff like that so stay tuned we're only going up from here again thank you guys the fans i i wish all of you a very happy new year and uh hopefully we're going to see uh, a big 10 uh team win the natty next year that would be absolutely amazing uh and i, I can't wait also uh, i can't wait i want to get out on the road i want to fly uh to to see some of these games to be uh you know at ground level zero at at the places where you guys are at i want to be there i want to be boots on the ground with you guys the fans because that's what this is your podcast i'm just a mouthpiece to to what is brought up 
my, my opinions and what you guys want to hear and what we want to discuss. And, and it should be a lot of fun. So thank you guys again. Happy New Year 2023. We are just, I mean, if you want to think about it, we're just seven months away from a new football season. Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. It'll be here fast. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. Until next time, we will see you. Stay safe.